Hello, good evening and welcome to a Tuesday edition of Extra Time here on Tip FM. We're running quirk with you until 8 o'clock this morning, or this evening I should say. We'd love to get your thoughts on what happened over the weekend. Our text number is 083 311 Kildangan 121, Thurlis Sarsfields 120 is how the FBD Insurance County Tipperary Senior Hurling Championship final replay ended in Thurlis on Sunday. What a nail-biting clash again it was. It really were, we are being treated to some excellent finals in the county championship so far this year. And the replay between Kildangan and Thurlis Sarsfields was absolutely no exception. 121 to 120, just a single point in it. The game ebbed and flowed, could have gone either way. And I'm sure that there are some sorry heads in Thurlis on Monday, bank holiday Monday morning, and some very happy but maybe heavy heads in Kildangan the following morning as well. Many congratulations to Kildangan. They'll go on to represent Tipperary in the Munster Senior Club Championship. More of that in due course, but let's hear from the winning manager, John O'Mara, who spoke to Paul Carroll at the end of proceedings in Thurles on Saturday, Sunday. Uh, sure, look, uh, a fabulous, um, Paul. Uh, thrilled for the boys altogether. Um, you know, it, it was a roller coaster of a match. You know, I suppose, like, we, we were disappointed at half time to be down because, you know, we, our wide count was high in the first half. Like, we had chances, we had goal chances. You know, and I think we shot 10 wides in total, which was disappointing. Um, you know, in the second half then, like, I thought when we went up the two or three points early in the half, I said, geez, we might kick on, but you know what? Like, lo and behold, Turles back at it, and next thing we're down four points. You know, and like, we're staring down with 10 minutes to go, the barrel of a gun and not looking good, but hats off to the, to the boys. Like, they just found a way, as they have done in a lot of games this year, they found a way to get a result, um, so they did. And like even before Sean got the goal, you know we'd be, we'd brought the four point deficit back at that stage, um, you know, and he kicked on. Or we kicked on then after that, and look, you know, we made it hard for ourselves. Like even when we were three up going into injury time, we did, um, uh, you know, we let them get two scores, and you know, thankfully the clock ran out. Um, but delighted for the guys, um, you know, the work they've put in. Delighted for the club outside. Like there's great people involved. Um, you know, and they've been here, Kildangan have been here a lot of days and hasn't gone their way. Um, you know, and they came out of here last year really, really down and disappointed. But what a difference 12 months makes. And, you know, deserving winners, I think, um, after a titanic battle over two days and absolutely thrilled for them. Yeah, and it, like you, you described the game so well there in terms of first half, I, I believe it was nine or ten wides and Sean missed the two goal chances. And for Sean to come up in the second half after missing two goal chances, no hesitation. The minute he got that ball, he was only thinking goal. And that was kind of the, the big score in the game that, that pushed it in your favour. But just a word on, on his kind of persistence to, to get that green flag. Uh, listen, Sean's been outstanding all year for us. You know, ever, like, you can go back to the, the, the day in the north again, Boris Lee, when he got us over the line, the first day here again, Turles. Like, he's been doing that day in, day out. And, like, the last day, I actually thought he was immense here in the second half, the last day. And, it, you know, I said when I went home, I felt he was, he, was, he was key to us getting a result here the last day. So he was. But today, you know, when maybe, you know, as I said, it wasn't going his way or flowing his way, but the one thing he never did was he never stopped working all the way through. Um, you know, and he got his just rewards in the end. And you mentioned, I suppose, that the lads have had tough days before in terms of they won it in 2020, but there wasn't these scenes because it was COVID. Um, then the you know, 2019 lasted last year and a replay. What does it mean to that group of players now to get over the line and, and get that second one to kind of cement the kind of 
golden era for the club early. Yeah, I suppose. I, 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 yeah, look, it's, 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 it's big for him, but it's, it's another championship. Like I, I said to him at the start of the year, it's not about winning a second one. It's just winning this one is what actually, what actually counts, you know. And like they didn't get a chance to enjoy it the last time. You know, the people didn't get a chance. I suppose at the parish to enjoy it more so. They didn't get a chance to play in, in, in a, in a, in a Munster club, you know. And look, it's different this time. And they're probably a bit bolder too, and a bit more mature that they'll, you know, they'll be able to enjoy it. And you know. Enjoy the week now and knuckle down in maybe um, towards the weekend or that and get get, get with it with a view to the to, to the next competition. Um, you know, but I do think like the work they've put in, the sacrifices they've made, um, like sport can often be cruel and you don't get what you always deserve. But the boys got what they deserve today um, with the with the effort and uh, the commitment, like anything that they've been asked of this year, they have given and there has not been a word from them and you know, a super bunch of players that the Paris should be extremely proud of. And finally, you mentioned on to the next competition now, it's Munster semi-final against Clonlara, you're a Clare man, I suppose you, you'll have a bit of a, a know-how into the, the workings of Clonlara, but an exciting time ahead now for the club. A, an exciting time ahead and it's, you know, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a new journey as said for the boys as well when they haven't experienced it you know, before and you know, Clonlara are, um, Clare an excellent team they've been knocking on the door of Clare for a good few years um, and they got over the line last Sunday um, you know but today isn't the day I suppose for thinking or, or talking about them today's the day just for taking in what has happened here you know a monumental performance from a super bunch of players and you know we'll get back down to, to graft um, towards the end of the week That's John O'Mara the Killadangan manager speaking to Paul Carroll after the full time whistle in Thurles yesterday let's just hear from the uh, captain uh, Alan Flynn who spoke to Paul as well on the pitch in Semple on Sunday We don't do it easy anyway that's all I know but that's the best I'd say way to win it the way we came back twice and to be honest I thought we heard unbelievable right through but I suppose every time we kind of got back at them and we went even ahead they just got three or four quick scores and it was kind of killing us but we stuck, stuck to our game and look there's no nothing describing this after the year or after having in the club that's, an, that's the pinnacle of what we can get to like Yeah and you took a picture there with a lot of lads uh, the same age group you've been a team on the go a long time in terms of you're all the same age have taken a lot of heavy blows in terms of losing finals and things like that but I think your, your togetherness is, is something that maybe makes things easier on the, when the going gets tough like 10 minutes to go four points down there Look it probably helped that a lot of us were back from the tip panel I think we were training together we were closer than ever I think there was such a it's hard to keep it together when, when you're missing five or six going training every evening so we were all together training there together and I think we just knew, we talked about it, like, it's just, uh, it's not about your outcome, it's about how we actually hurl on the day, and that was the main aim for us, and to be honest, I think we missed 210 the first half, we could have missed, I don't know how much more in the second half, do you know, so, we hurled very well, I thought, to be honest, right through, and I, I know, look, finals are never easy ones, so it was extremely close for a finish. Yeah, and we mentioned, I was talking to your manager, John, earlier about Sean missed the two goals, but he came back with the third one and just and just stuck it, like, that was a huge point in the game, and I probably that gave you the belief to go on and, and get the get the win. Look, Sean Hayes is a freak of a man. Like the way he hurls is unbelievable. He's one. He's as good as I've heard it. Like to give, you just give him the ball and he just does the rest. And the way he's able to take on players and his attitude. Like I'd say every time we hurl a match, he has the most turnovers in a match. They used to question his work rate when he was coming up as a young lad. That's his main part of his game. The, he makes it so easy for us backs. Like once he's chasing them, we know that ball is going to be coming down with pressure under him. And 
he's a, he's an unbelievable man and, and we're grateful to have him in Killingen. And just for, for yourself, I suppose when I was talking to you before the before the drawn game mentioned walking up the steps to lift Dan Breen like your twin brother Paul had done, you said you didn't care who went up and did it. What was that like just for yourself to go up there in front of your whole parish and uh, lift the Dan Breen Cup? Look, as I said in another one, that's the pinnacle of your career. Like that is the peak that you can get you. Like I have an all Ireland with tip in twenty nineteen, but that does not come close to them two big county medals that we have and we talked about this they're the biggest medal you can get no matter what county you're from if you win the senior county final that is the biggest medal you can win in hurling so to walk up them steps and lead that group them group men for the last two years is, is, is one of the best things I've ever done in my life to be honest and finally 2020 you didn't get the opportunity to go into Munster with, with Covid you have that opportunity now you're a club I suppose with a bit of history in the Munster Championship in the intermediate back 20 odd years ago now you're here in the senior probably something to look forward to now yeah, I suppose it's a completely different level now, but um, yeah, it's something to look forward to. Like, I think it's nice to have the three weeks as well. I've seen Conlar against Crosheen, like their six fours are seriously good. So, I think it's very important that we represent Tip in a in a, in a right manner. Like we've seen a lot of years where, where teams come out of Tip, and as Tipperary is a county that it is, like we need to be competing at that level to be able to compete at inter county as well. So, I think it's very important that we put our best foot forward in, in two weeks time or three weeks time when we're hurling here in Semba Stadium as well. And we look forward to that. It's new territory for us, but I, I think uh, it's it's something we can really look forward to. That's Alan Flynn speaking to Paul Carroll after the full-time whistle in Thurles on Sunday. It has been a mighty weekend and I'm sure up around Puck on. Let's hear from the chairman of Killadangan, Art Flannery, who's on the line. Good evening to you, Art. Good evening, Ronan. How are you? I'm very well. Firstly, heartiest congratulations to everybody involved because I know it's not just the squad, but there's a lot of backroom people and everybody else involved in the club. Uh, heartiest congratulations to everyone in Killadangan. Um Paul touched on it there, and I don't know whether it's, it is a theme, but whether this group felt that there was more than one Dan Breen in them, and how much of a spur was that? Yeah, and <clears throat> listen, they have been there about since 2016, hmm. and came close, like we, we lost in 16, we lost in 19, we won in 20, and then lost in the replay last year, so we, we definitely knew we had the stuff to, to, to do it and to get over the line again, and like it was massive challenge there with, with Thurlis and there was only a point between us at the end after 120 minutes hurling but at the same time they showed their character to come out the right hand of that and, and show that they do have the ability and they had the belief in themselves to do that I think Alan put it best when he said we don't make it easy for ourselves I don't know what your emotions were particularly <laughs> after that sluggish start Yeah absolutely um, as, as, as someone said to me um, there over the weekend if we had a, a choice of winning by 10 points or winning by 1 we'd probably pick the winning by 1 and have people on the edge of their seat. But, um, you get value for yeah, money. Listen, uh, fair play to you, Kildang. And, you know, everyone got value for money wherever they were do. watching it. But like, it just shows the competition that there is in Tipperary. Oh, like, yeah. Turles are a serious team. Lockmore were a serious team. Killowan last year. Hmm. Like, you've Canalty, you've drawn, you've, you've multiple teams there and, that, and Nina as well that are making it very difficult for any game that you're playing. It's a really tough championship to win and, and it takes a lot for it to try, to try and go over the line at the end of the day. I think it's... Testament to what the point you've just made that it's going to be a while I'd say before anyone does back-to-back titles in Tipperary it shows the fact that how competitive it is that you win one it's very very hard to come back and do it the, the following year I know that Killadangan are there or thereabouts most year but you understand now how hard a thing it is to win Oh absolutely and the fact that they've had like three replays in the last three mm. county finals just shows how tight it is between them and I know there's other counties where there's probably maybe a dominant team there, and I don't know if that's the healthiest thing in those counties, but I think it's, it's great competition in, in Tipperary, and you look at it, we were saying at the start of the year, there's six or seven teams that realistically have a chance of winning the, the Danbury. 
um, and if they put it together in, in, in a particular year. So like that's how competitive it is. And yeah. there's not many other counties of that level of competition between their top clubs. No, I think I think everything you've said I agree hundred percent with. Uh the return I, I don't really want to pick out particular individuals, but Willie Connors has come back into the team following a lengthy injury and you know He's worth his weight in gold, you know, because it's his overall contribution. You saw what he did the first day, bringing you back to parity so you'd have a second day. But his contribution throughout the field again. And it's in, I'm particularly delighted for him because of the injury difficulties he's had over the last while. Yeah, no, Willie, Willie has been superb. And Willie's been superb for us for a long time. But um, the, the work and effort that he has done to get back to the, to, to the level he's playing at now again has been massive. Um, and it's, that's not what people would, would see, but he's made an awful effort from last year and this year in overcoming those injuries and getting back to the to the condition he's in, and he's hurling absolutely superbly. He's a, mm. a great, great guy for us. How tight a group is it? Because just listen to Alan there, he talked about the fact that there wasn't so many in with tape and they were able to perhaps gel a little bit better because of the fact they didn't have the disruption now we, that's a scale for another day, perhaps. But uh, there yeah. wasn't that necessarily, you know, that they were all tight and they're all in the parish over the course of the last nine months. Yeah, no, it probably it probably did benefit us in some way. Um, but like we we have a great bunch of players, and, and what we found as well is that the elder players have been great at bringing in the, the newer players um, and making them part of the group. And they they listen they they bond really well as a group and as a team and they're they're actually individuals are brilliant as well within the club like they're great for helping out at the underage I think they've been involved in every team from under thirteen all the way up to under twenty one you have players involved in the management and, and training of those teams so like it's a great and when you come from like a rural parish like it's very important and you're you're part of nearly I would say nearly a family and that and that's part of it and like they're they're just a great bunch to get on very well together so you can see that when they perform as well in the field. Uh, I suppose we have to mention Sean Hayes' goal because it was an absolute beauty and it was a goal worthy of winning any Dan Breen Cup over many, many years and it was, I think, the pass from McGrath into him that was particularly beautiful because it unlocked a really difficult defence to unlock. Testament to Sarsfields, they just would not go away from me and and to also to a certain extent Testament to Kildanga because when Thurles were on top, they weren't putting ye away either. I think that was the, 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 the narrative of that final in that it ebbed and flowed and both teams had periods of dominance. But that goal by Sean Hayes was something else. Oh, yeah. I like the pass from Dickie in was excellent. Oh, it, was like, it was Noel McGrath-esque and I can't give any higher praise to Declan other than to compare him to Noel McGrath, really. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a fair compliment. Um, it, listen, it was. It was a great pass and, and Dickie and Sean would be good buddies as well. So, um, Dicky, Dicky would be always good to pick him out. And um, listen, they they've they've worked well, and and Dicky Dicky has that ability and that hurling skill and that hurling intellect to be able to pick out passes like that and see if they're like that. And then Sean has been saying Sean has been super for us all year. Um, and like the the speed he has and and the the skill he has, like he he turned, went, and, and shot a great goal. So like it's it's great great teamwork even up to that. I think it was Joe Gallagher won the ball and brought it out. Mm. So like it's all part of the whole lot of them pulling together yeah um, it, does it make it does it matter that it was that you've taken the scalp of Sarsfields in the final because they are top of the tree they've more Dan Breens than anyone else uh, they're always in the top six you mentioned that earlier on you referenced that there's always six or seven teams that are capable of winning Dan Breen well on any year Sarsfields always form part of that six uh, does it just add a little allure to the final having taken that scalp oh 
like, listen, Turlers are, are one of the top teams in tip when it comes to hurling and have the most county finals for a reason. Um, and it, 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 it's a really good county final if you can beat a team like Turlers. Like, you've really proven yourself. Um, and you're, you're playing against Foster. They're always there, they're both one of the best teams in tip. And it shows how little there is between us as well. Like I said, after two games, it was still only one point separating us. I think we were level 14 times the first day. So it shows how little there is between, between these two teams. Um, and they give great challenge and they're a great club and, and their mentors come in afterwards and spoke great to us inside the dressing as well. So it's, it's, it's great to win a final with the standard of hurling that was there um, for the two games. Do you know, I had forgotten until Paul meant, referenced it in his interview that you missed out in 2020 in going into the Munster Championship because it was at the height of COVID. I'd forgotten that. And that just adds another, another, you know, another chapter that has yet to be written in the Killadangan story. And if you were to write your club history, an awful lot of it will be written from 16 to 23 and onwards. And there is more chapters to be written. Yeah, hopefully there is. Um, like we, uh, we would say it, it, a lot of it goes back as far as 2001. Um, and that was oh, the game against Kerry Shock. Um, yeah, well, that was 2004. And oh, was it all right? Uh, all Ireland Intermediate, yeah. <laughs> but that's, it's been a journey, essentially, since then. Um, and you've some lads, like you take it, Joe Gallagher, um, Martin Minahan, were involved in 2008 when we won the first North Senior since 1943. So like they have been, they've given massive commitment to the club all through that time period, and they've been on a journey that time. And hopefully, as I said, we have a match in three weeks, and we have Clonmel as be a massive challenge. But hopefully, we'll be up for it as well at Don and Turles, which is good. Um, but they have like serious forwards and John Conlon and, and Galvin. So you're you're going to have we're going to have to perform at least as well as what we did against Turles. Yeah, they have six six good forwards. Um, there's no two ways about it. But look. So it's Arsfields, you know, is the answer I'd give yeah. to that. Um, it, it is, it's a wonderful story. I remember the Carrick Shock game so well. It's in the distant past because I got me years wrong, but uh, I remember a young Darry Egan starring in midfield that day. So it just shows you how how we've aged over the course of the number of years. I hope Darry doesn't mind me yeah, saying that. Exactly. But anyway, it's, a, it's been a great story. Can I just ask, I'm always massively impressed by how many teams you get on pitches. You know, in terms of the playing numbers you have, you said you're a rural parish, and thereby you're almost implying that you know you're a small parish on the outskirts of Ian or whatever. But you have massive playing numbers, which is a testament to just how strong the club is. Yeah, it is. Well, we have great people involved in the club, um, and what's important as well is just that the players themselves. That every player that you have is important. Um, and and I think we we try and do as good a job there as what we can, and keep that motivated, keep that involved. And even if it doesn't matter if it's on the senior team or on the, on the, the junior C team, like every player that we have is, is important to the club and what to contribute to the club. And I think the thing as well is, is that the players enjoy it. I think when you have that and you have a, a good bond between not just the, the one team, the senior team, but all through all the other teams as well, I think then lads enjoy it. And when they enjoy it, they'll, they'll, they'll turn up for teams. And like it's great that we have four four adults turning teams, which is superb. Yeah, it's great. It's the envy of a lot of larger urban centres so uh, yeah, and I'm not looking too far away from where I'm sitting at the moment so listen Art I wish you well I really do a hearty congratulations it's a super story it was a super final two teams you need two teams to make a final and Thurles Sarsfields played their part as well but to the victors the spoils you know if you played a third time I'm not so sure how it would end but that's not that's a, a hypothetical situation that thankfully yeah. doesn't arise from, from your point of view it's a good time to be chairman of Killadang and Art enjoy it and uh, we'll chat to you I'm sure no doubt before Christmas because there's a lot of chapters yet to be read a lot of hurling yet to be completed so fair play to you thanks indeed hopefully, hopefully thanks for joining us
Take it easy. Thanks, William. Good luck. Bye-bye. That's Art Flannery, chairman of Killadangan. I'm sure there is some great celebration still going on in... Uh, up in uh, Pocahontas at the moment. So many congratulations to the, everyone in the parish. And, you know, the small thing is, about it is that that trophy, the Dan Breen Cup, will be taken into the primary schools in Kildang. And somebody's going to tell me how many primary schools there are in that parish, maybe two or three, I don't know. But uh, it's going to be a real thrill for kids to see the likes of Alan and Paul and Sean Hayes and, you know, the Gallagher's coming in with Dan Breen under the Rockster hugely important for any club to be able to do that uh, to their primary schools as well and that's just something else I think is just one of the great beauties of coming to Class Grail when you see things like that happening we've lots of text coming in we'll, we'll take a break we'll be back in two or three minutes with more on the County Senior Hurling Final Extra Time on Tip FM brought to you by your winning local team at Real Estate Alliance OREA Own Dylan Nina OREA Stokes and Quirk Clon Mel and OREA Seamus Brown Ross Craig realestatealliance.ie Award Star of the Month with the Talbot Hotel Clonmel multi-award winning wedding specialists with state-of-the-art leisure facilities and spa with food served daily The Tip FM Sports Star of the Month Get your nominations in now Yeah, our text number is 083-311-3311 Ken Hogan, how many times have I done that? Ken Hogan is on the line, I do apologise Ken, how are you? How are you keeping on? I'm well, I'm well, I'm well, despite my inability to remember somebody's name, even though it's written in front of me. Ken, how are you? Uh, just put t- t- talk to us, how good, not only was Sunday's final, but if you take the two together, the drawn match and yesterday's, put it in context for us how good those two finals were. Yeah, while the first game was interesting and probably intriguing for a finish, I thought throughout the game last Sunday, Ronan was full of quality. Uh, two exceptionally fit teams, but both teams with uh, a very good approach to hurling. Uh, they were accredited their clubs, their fitness levels, uh, their commitment uh, to winning hard ball, but more importantly, what they absolutely give to try and win the Dan Breen Cup back to their clubs. I think it was an absolutely enthralling game with top quality hurling. And, you know, the teamwork was in abundance. You know, it's, the game has evolved and dare we say or mention memories of course in that situation obviously at the Kingpins of Ireland but last Sunday saw the, all the best tributes to each club in the way they performed the skills and the way they played as a group um, If you're sitting down to take on the might of Thurlis Arsfields I suppose one of the first things you have to try and do is nullify the influence Ronan Marr has now that's easier said than done uh, How? F- I mean, you still have a, a lion on the pitch for Sarsfields but do you think Killadangan perhaps put a lot of store in trying to nullify him and take him out of the game a little bit. I would have shadow of a doubt. I think uh Kledang's approach play was second to none. Remember Kledang now went down by six points in the first half Ronan. Yeah I know they had a uh, slow so start, yeah. Yeah we're in a spot of butter there. Paddy Creedon was absolutely on fire inside for um for Charles Sarsfield and conceded a sucker goal like in the first five minutes. So uh they uh, trusted their game. They never panicked. Of course, you need leaders, and Kiladangan have leaders in abundance, uh, particularly that half back line. Um, and you'd have to mention four players there involved in that. You'd have to mention Willie Connors, the man of the match. You'd have to mention Declan. Again, Declan McGrath was absolutely brilliant. Alan Flynn, outstanding. But of course, the main go to man always. Is Mr. Kiladangan, as I call him, Joe Gallagher. 
Joe Gallagher is the spiritual leader of that team. Now, they all contributed as well, um, Roland, with long-range points. And you mentioned Roland Matter. So, they, uh, you know, the approach played by Kildang was absolutely outstanding. The fact that they never wasted the ball. They played the ball around uh, the expansive, uh, simple stadium. And they gave themselves the opportunity to take long-range scores. And uh, they were well capable of doing that. Of course, we've got to mention Ty Gallagher as well, mm. who scored three, three absolutely yeah. unbelievable points in the first half. Brilliant scores under pressure when they needed them. So, from that perspective, to win one point down at half time after being outplayed in the first 15 minutes, you know, was a huge Philip Kilvan. Um, it was mentioned by Alan Flynn on the pitch afterwards, and, you know, he, he's the moment, blood's up, and all the rest, but he perhaps suggested that there was a siege mentality within Kiladangan's dressing room. You know, he mentioned about some fellas not perhaps getting the rub of the green with Liam Cal and the county senior team. And also in his interview with Paul said, you know, that they benefited to a certain extent from fellas not being out with the county. Do you, do you put any store in that? Or is that just something that play, teams use in order to try and batten down hatches and sort of use it as a as a spur? Yeah, well, I put a big store in the fact that he said a lot of work involved with the county team and it benefited the club, uh, Roland. Because when you have most of your team or the vast majority of the team training in the pitch at the club, it means an awful lot to the group. Um, I think a lot of teams suffer because of the fact they may have county players away mm. and involved with the county and then only get back maybe uh, maybe too close to championship. And could, uh, particularly in the Ron Robin group that is in Tipperary, uh, they were in the group of death. So from that perspective, to get out of that group was very important. And sometimes that's the biggest hurdle for as as any club Italian Tipperary, you know, in any in any competition. So um while emotions were running high for Alan and I suppose, you know, on mature reflection he probably you know, he, you know, he was he was uh, very strong in his opinion. Uh, the fact that they did have their players in, in on the club field training uh, was a huge benefit to them. And they had that siege mentality, I'm sure Kilang had that they have been the most consistent team for the last six or seven years in Tipperary. Mm. We know that they've lost three finals, but now they've won two and had a number of replays as well. So I think it was the icing of the cake, you know, um, the clinch to deal last weekend and proved to everybody in the county that they are the best club team. I'm around. just going, I'm thinking, I was thinking back to 1991 and I think Declan Carr, when he picked up the All-Ireland in 1991, kind of said that it was important we won this to show people that 1989 was no fluke. Do you think that as well, I asked this of Art Flannery, that this team needed to show that they weren't just one Dan Breen title winning team, that there was more than one Dan Breen in them because they had the quality to win more than one? They had the quality to win more than one. Uh, people, uh, there's an old cliche saying, um, Ronan, you don't deserve anything, you earn it. And I think Kilisangan earned that second title last weekend. Um, they deserve to win it, you know, because they have been involved in so many great finals over the last number of years. They're a terrific club, um, a rural club out there in Puck Island, so many years. Um, if you're down there, Roland, call out to the clubhouse and the premises that they have now. They have their second pitch. They have a floodlit pitch. They have a fabulous clubhouse. And everyone in the club and the parish seems to have dug deep into their pockets to make this possible. So, and they're fielding four adult teams. Yeah, very ambitious club. You know, Darry Egan, principal teacher in the in, in the 
in in the school as well, which is a huge help because Dara has been a huge influence on this group of players, as you well know. So I think overall, um, the quality of the play, I think they came of age, you know, uh, last weekend, the way they played, because they played absolutely brilliant hurling, never panicked, went down twice, by the way, in the second half again. Uh, Charles Sarsis contributed to a brilliant game, an absolutely outstanding club as well, involved in two of the top uh, uh, senior finals in the last week. To suffer one point defeats is cruel, but they will return. You know, they will come back. They obviously have a lot of success at underage level, but hurling in Mitchell seems to be on a high. You know, Torres, McCarthy, Boris, and of course, Holy Cross coming very strong down the track. So I think Kildare will cherish this one mm. because they won a high quality championship. Indeed, no doubt about it. I um, want to talk about Sean Hayes' goal. Like, you know, it wasn't just the only instant that was noteworthy from a Killadangan point of view, but it it was they they really did unlock the defence with a beautiful pass from Declan McGrath, and he was had an eye for goal, and it it did. I know Torres Sarsfields came back and scored a couple of points afterwards, but it was the winning of the game. Without a shadow of a doubt, and a ball can break here or there or anywhere. We were very lucky that also to, it was a fine afternoon. The game was very good. The ball was pretty dry. But uh, Declan, Declan, of course, Declan McGrath's vision to pick out Sean Hayes at the pass. But Sean Hayes had it all to do then. He headed for goals. Now, obviously, in North Dakota, we know all about Sean Hayes' goal, goal-scoring prowess. Sometimes he doesn't even do pints. He does goals all the time. He's just that type of player. And... Uh, I would have been no shadow of a doubt. I knew exactly what was in Sean's mind and I was actually in, uh, I was watching right behind him. I could see what exactly was going to, you know, happen. Um, a brilliant goal, struck it left hard. Paddy McCormick had made a brilliant save from in the first half, but there was no stopping this one. Sean stuck it in the left corner and it, uh, despite, a bit, uh, you know, the vain attempts of the tallest defenders to block it. So, uh, to score a goal at that stage, was a huge fillip for Killadang and a sucker punch for Torres to take. But by God, Torres fought to the very end, got their couple of scores, and Ronan was just up in the post with a you know a, a, an unbelievably effort from from you know a hundred meters probably. So yeah. from that perspective, the game could have hung anyway if you're neutral, and I think every neutral in the stadium was hoping for extra time. We didn't want a game. I think Paul Carroll and myself mentioned we don't want this game to finish. Such was the quality of the game. And, you know, we have been a little bit pessimistic in Tipperary about what we've been seeing and what things have, what are things, how, how things have been going for us. But we got a top-quality final that was uh, screened on the national stage last weekend. Indeed. And they go into the Munster Championship against Clonlara, I think, in Thurless in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, new territory for them because they were denied that opportunity in 2020 because of COVID. And, you know, it's an opportunity. It's new territory for them. And I suppose they know as well as anyone, chances like this don't come around every every week. So uh, it's, it's up to them to grasp it with both hands. Oh, I think so. I think Killer One got a tough deal last year having to go out, you know, uh, six days later in a Munster club. The lads have a couple of weeks now to get prepared. You know, they'll have their uh, couple of nights and then they'll get back to training. Very professional outfit the way they're brought out. George Hannigan doing great work there as well. I think they will really go at this club championship. They have, they are really, they have won an All-Ireland Intermediate Championship. 
yes. a number of years ago. 2004, uh, yeah. So they're no, no, no strangers to playing at, at Munster Club level. They deserve their chance to play, and this is their first time. I think they'll make a big go at this. I think it's it's a great opportunity for this group of players because they're playing at the top of their game. When are Laura out, by the way? Uh, we're out next Sunday uh, against Cora Finn, the Clare champions, and it's a Tipperary venue, so it's in Nina. Uh, please God weather permitting we're seeing the weather the way it is at the moment but please God weather permitting next Sunday half one in Nina Roland well I hope you're hopping off the ground Ken I wish you the very best of luck and thanks for everything over the course of the last couple of weeks we'll talk next week no doubt anytime Roland Go thanks ahead. indeed that's Ken Hogan joining us there my thanks to him let's hear from some more audio from the players at Killadangan Barry Hogan spoke to uh, Paul Carroll at the full time whistle Ken it's very that Paul yeah, yeah. You think about it during the week at times and try and bring yourself back to the moment again, but when the whistle goes, you know, you just you lose all, all control. It's just, I suppose, a couple of years of hurt, a year of training, hard, hard work, preparation, and it all comes out there at the end. And emotion as well, just unbelievable. What a feeling. Yeah, and the journey you've been on, of course, winning 2020 during COVID, different times, losing the replay last year. It's probably hard to come back here again, but so satisfying, I'd imagine, to come back here again, win it in a replay, and get your second medal. These these championships, the tip championship, was so hard one, Paul. You know, um, we were looking off to it three years ago, and and thought we could shove on at that stage. Austin to be, we, we were beating a semi final twenty one, and, and a replay obviously last year. But that hurt, as I mentioned a few minutes ago. That hurt really drove us on. You know, we were we were gutted here last year, not just the result, but how we performed and. Lads went away, they're written off, but they, they went away and improved on their own. We come back, we come brought back together, um, improved as collective, and, and put out into the field. And we just, we really, really put the shoulder to the wheel with preparation um, and togetherness. We were, we were together this year, all over the field on the sideline as a club. We're all one goal to, to get back here to the stadium and uh, and to win a county final again. And I suppose this time he probably will be able to get to celebrate it properly, so I'd imagine a few uh, a few enjoyable days ahead for everyone in the parish. Yeah, I mentioned the diamond there. We're, we prepared together, we trained together, we had the socialise together as well, and we'll, we'll definitely try that over the next few days. Um, unfortunately, three years ago, during COVID, we won a county final. And, you know, it was our first county final, so it was special, but at least this time we can have our whole parish now down tonight um, celebrate this one and really enjoy it. If we went back that road, that Nina Turles Road is bad enough, but when you're bet, it's, it's ten times worse, so... We'll really just take our time and enjoy it today and enjoy every moment of this. That was, uh, that was Barry Hogan speaking to Paul Carroll at the full-time whistle on Sunday. Just before we go to a break, let's hear from Willie Connors, who uh, caught up with Paul as well. Unbelievable, unbelievable. You see see the boys just hopping off the sides of Asher. We're going to look forward to this week now and uh, knock it down the week after then. We'll see what happens after that. But no, delighted with it, delighted. Some game, some yeah. game to be part of. Unbelievable. And just for yourself, I suppose, had that ankle issue and foot injury, tough year for you injury-wise, to come back, get the equalised and score in the first day, get man of the match here today, must be very satisfying given, I'd imagine, a lot of hard work had to go into getting yourself back on the field. Uh, yeah, no, it is. It is freaking, but your device give you out the ball. So if you can do it, you can do it. You have a pop-off. It's, some days it mightn't go for you and other days like it did. The last day and today even, so I got lucky, but sure, you never know what happens next day, so we'll just go at it again. And just from the game itself, you're asked to go a lot the first few minutes, you're down by five points after 15 minutes, got it back to level, second half, 10 minutes ago, down by four, you just kept coming back. What it is, is it about the group of lads that you just you never really said die out there? I don't really know, to be honest with you, Paul, it's just it's there and they just keep coming and we back each other and go at it and that's it like there's not much more to it it's just hard work and you know yourself I'd say now that's it 
Uh, we'll take a that's Willie Connors speaking to us there. Let's take a break. We'll be back with plenty more right after this. Extra time on Tip FM, brought to you by your winning local team at Real Estate Alliance. Oria Own Dylan Nina, Oria Stokes and Quirk Clan Mel, and Oria Seamus Brown Ross Cray. Winning local team at Real Estate Alliance. Oria Own Dylan Nina, Oria Stokes and Quirk Clan Mel, and Oria Seamus Brown Ross Cray. Uh, lots of texts coming in but I'll come to them before we go off air tonight but one texter says congratulations to Willie Mansell on his great run in the Dublin Marathon at the weekend and indeed congratulations to all the Tipperary athletes who registered and ran and completed the Dublin Marathon irrespective of what time you ran just this great sense of achievement so many congratulations to you all but Willie ran 2.19.50 which I think made him the fourth Irishman home in the Dublin Marathon so many congratulations to Common Athletic Club's Willie Mansell on that 2 hours 19 minutes 50 second run for him and uh, the culmination of a lot of hard work no doubt over the course of many months years uh, indeed so uh, many congratulations to him I hope he's happy with that I, I'm Mere mortals would be absolutely thrilled with it, but uh, the standards that those lads inside with the likes of Sean Tobin and David Mansfield and Courtney Maguire set very high standards, um, and you can see the rewards being paid as a result of that. 083 311 Peter Silkis joins me from Cashel Rugby Club. How are you, Peter? Very good, Ronan. Very uh, good. Um, a break week this week for the AIL, I understand. But there's a lot to talk about because of where we're at in the league. And if you look at Division 2A, you've Nina on top with three wins from three. But in second place is Cashel with two from three. And to see the two Tipperary teams jockeying for position at the top of Division 2A just speaks, I think, volumes to the strength of the club game here. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Nina and Cashel have been close to the top of the division uh, almost every season for the last good number of seasons. And, um, you know, Nina were within seven minutes of going up to 1B last, last year. Uh, they played Black Cross and they were winning the game, I think there were six or seven minutes left, and they were beaten by a point or two at the end. So there, there really is, you know, a lot to say for. I, I think a lot of it will come down to Nina, the Nina Cashel game. Um, at the end of the season we play Nina and then at the start of the next round we play Nina again so um, I, I fancy them this year to go up to be quite honest and uh, you know we're pretty enough to be in second position we did lose to Banbridge and we're still a bit sore about that I think we could have done a lot better if we had played like we did in the last two games I think we'd have beaten them also you know um, In terms of this year and starting out this year you know taking the temperature on Cashel you know the strength and depth. How would you compare it to previous years? Well, we've been hit with a lot of injuries. To be honest with you, Ronan. Um, you know, we lost uh, Barlow Dunham in the very first, uh, the second game actually, which was a, a, a cup game against Gary Owen. He broke his leg. He's gone for the season. Richard Morn, our second row, gone for the season. He has a, a knee injury. Mikey Wilson has a, sh- a shoulder injury. Um, so, you know, we have two lads who are going off to, to, to travel the world in the next few weeks. So we were hit a lot with with those. But, you know, we have a decent enough panel. And if we can avoid injury, you know, I think we'll be there or thereabouts. But, you know, I was just looking at the table myself this evening. And while ourselves and Nina are at the top, Nina obviously unbeaten with uh, 14 points. But there are only three points between second place and eighth place, you know. And it's... 
I suppose, very early in the season to be calling it at this stage. But, um, you know, there, there are a lot of games to play, 15 more rounds. Uh, if a team can get away without having too many injuries, they can go on a run, you know. What I find interesting... What I find interesting about about the the fixtures that are coming up, you play Nina in the last round of the if if you like the first round, and then you play yes. them almost immediately again. So they're they're almost becoming back to back fixtures. They are back to back actually. Um, the, you, the the first team you play in the league is the last team you play at the end of the league. Okay. Um, so so, so they're, they're essentially the the fixtures are reversed if you like. They're, they're exactly they're yeah. reversed. So, so you'll you know, have a home and away clash against Nina. Game. We will, and they will be very good games, I think. Um, we have two home fixtures now coming up. We have Ballymena uh, this Saturday, and then I think it's UL Bowls the following week uh, in Cashel. So you know, important that you win your home games or get it a decent enough result. But um, you know, there are a lot of good teams in there. You know, Barnhall forty six, Banbridge. Uh, 10. Now, Banbridge beat us, and then they have lost their last two matches. So, it's very difficult to kind of get a fix on teams. I think Malone, at the bottom of the table, will struggle. Uh, they were very poor against us, and I think they won't go very well unless they uh, get a few lads back from injury or something. But, um, you know, it's all to play for yet, Ronan, and any team can slip up. You know, you lose a match, the next thing you're back into the pack. So, it's it's, it's a very competitive division. It's right in the middle. You have teams coming down who are kind of struggling a bit, determined to go back up. You have teams coming up with momentum. So, you know, it's a difficult enough, uh, enough yeah. division. You're looking at Nina's points scored and they're over 100, which means they're averaging more than 33 points a game. Uh, they're conceding on average about 12 points a game. They'll probably, if you look at that, they'll be disappointed that they haven't picked up a bonus point in each of their three matches. They've picked up two bonus points. And those bonus points are critical. They are, because like four bonus points is as good as a win. Uh, you know, uh, five bonus points is, is the same as a win with a bonus point. So they make up for a lot. And it's important really, uh, even if you lose the game, just to get something out of it, uh, you can, you know, get a, a losing bonus point. You can get two points. You can get a, a four-try bonus and a losing bonus point. Um, and, or you can stop a team getting a bonus point. And they can all, at the end of the day, like we missed out that year, uh, on a playoff position by, I think it was two points. You know? Yeah, and absolutely. we lost three or four games last year, literally in injury time. So it can be very, very, uh, very much on a nice edge, really. And it's small little margins at the end of the day that count up, you know. Well, anyway, look, uh, we look forward to that. Home games coming up for Cashel in the coming two home games on the trot coming on successive Saturdays. And uh, obviously keep an eye on Nina's fixtures as well because they're top of the table. Clonmel, uh, two divisions below that. Um, they've started moderately, I suppose you'd have to say, with one win and two defeats. Yeah. But And their win and actually came... This yeah, their, their win came on the road, which... Uh, Perhaps is a bit paradoxical, yeah, but tough game this weekend for Clamelia. That's right. They're playing Clahar Valley, top of the table. But, you know, sometimes when your back is to the wall, Ronan, that's when you produce the out, win out of it, it can, can make a huge difference, you know? Indeed. Listen, Peter, thanks for your time. We'll talk to you next week and we'll see how things Very are good. progressing. Thanks, Neil. That's uh, Peter Silk. And I would encourage anyone who has a spare Saturday to get themselves off to an AIL game. There's three of them around the county most weekends, and uh, you'll find one. 
pretty close whether you're Nina Cashel or Clomel and uh, to I suppose tap into the goodwill that there was towards rugby over the course of the last six, eight weeks or so but uh, be that as it may it's what happens in the Local playing fields is what interests us here. 83 311 Speaking of local playing fields, Barry Ryan's on the line. How are you, Barry? How are you, Ronan? Not to talk about it. Well, not as much as other weeks, but still plenty to talk about in the TSDL this weekend. And uh, St. Michael's are just St. Michael's, aren't they? 8 nil, a clean sheet, Munster Junior Cup third round, on the road. Is, this, is there statements of intent being thrown down here, in, particularly with that, with that drubbing of Cashletown? Yeah, and look, Cashel was always traditionally a difficult game for them um, because there was always a bit of a rivalry there and Cashel are a good side, having a good season in the first division. Mm-hmm. We'll expect them to win that league and be with a huge statement, score another eight goal. It's literally every week with the scoring, they're firing on all. Uh, David Slattery back, came on and got amongst the goals as well. Um, Jimmy Carr back, had a couple of goals as well. So Risa Regan on the mark again. So the goals are just coming from everywhere. They're not reliant on anybody. And how much of a... I was going to say, how much are they reliant on Jimmy being the provider? But he's doing both. He probably... probably making a lot of pressure off Jimmy. They double up on one side. All of a sudden, you've Risa Regan on the other side. And not to forget Ed Dwyer coming from midfield or coming in that 10 role as well. Another couple of goals for him as well. Get a bit of an injury play. But it just seems there's so many... Actually, make Jimmy more dangerous, and the side won't be able to just focus on him. Yeah, well, um, they're true to the fourth round of the Munster Junior Cup, still firing on all cylinders. The banter Celtic, Clamell Celtic match was off. Care Park against Peak Villa was off. Pitch is difficult at this time of the year, it has to be said, Barry. Yeah, absolutely. And I suppose look, kind of the dominant story really was the Munster Junior Cup draw today, and St Michael's at home to Ferrybank from Waterford will be a, a decent tie now. And the winners are at home to Ashing and Akati, so um, that'll be interesting. Things are getting interesting now, aren't they? Yeah, oh, big time. It's going to get to the really business end of it now. And Care Park and Peak Village at home to what looks like Ringman um, and Celtic or Banch at home to Newport. So really good opportunities for the Tipperary teams to advance. Yeah, there's only three coming out of the, this division, uh, which just shows you how competitive this competition is. Um, if you go into the Monster Junior Shield, this is, is this relatively new competition or did I miss a memo? Yeah, no, it's the first time I think we've had some of the TSGL teams in it, but it, it went on last year as well. Um, and this year it seems to be, I think, the first time the Tipperary teams have entered into it. Um, St. Canis, Kenny got to the final of it, of it last year, the Leinster version. Um, to be the Munster version of it. Um, and I see Ballingarry, Turles Town representing, um, all got decent ties as well. Turles Town will be at home to Watford Crystal, which will be an interesting game. Uh, in Division 1, you've uh, Peak Villa taking on V Rovers and uh, it's difficult times, are there for V Rovers at the moment? Yeah, look, without a doubt. And now on the flip side, Peak Villa are absolutely flying it with a mix of, of young players and a couple of experienced players. Um, they're right up the top of that league now. Um, but for V Rovers, the promotion, even at this early stage, looks very, very unlikely. Just conceding too many goals. They need to score three goals every week to get a result. Yeah, let's look forward a little bit to the FAI Junior Cup third round which will take place next week and you've got Care Park against Tumal Boris. They played each other this weekend and it was, a, didn't they? Or No, that was the B team. In the oh, that was the B team, sorry. In the yeah. yeah, you're right, sorry. Yeah. So it's Care Park against Tumal Boris at two in Care. Uh, interesting tie. Yeah, interesting tie because Tumal Boris obviously knocked Tumal Town out a few weeks ago um, and that side have got their season up and running. Care have been excellent domestically 
small little bit of a setback against St. Michael's and against Big Phillip but they were games I think that they were free swings for them so this will be a game that both sides I think will target that they'll feel you know that it's very winnable You've got Cashletown who are coming off the back of that um, humbling by St. Michael's but they have a chance to redeem themselves Clomel Celtic are the visitors yeah, another game I'm really looking forward to. I mean, look, I always think that's one of the strengths of Baca as well. He's a really positive outlook on everything. I think they will very quickly move on from that result, albeit they'll be disappointed. But I, I'd expect they'll get a reaction um, in that game. And I think Thomas Celtic as well will also feel that that's a game that they can win. So and a really interesting couple of games. And Rare Cross have the difficult task of going down to Cook Park. Yeah, look, I suppose you're talking about shots to nothing and they'll be, look, they'll be alarmed by the goals that St. Michael's are scoring every single week. They're not taking it easy on anybody and that's going to be a really, really difficult task to contain that St. Michael's team at the moment because the battle from St. Michael's players to break into the sides, every game to them is a cup final out of fighting for spots. There's 19, 20 top players there. So um, that's, that's a really, really difficult game for Rare Cross. And it's really important, I think, that the Banshee Celtic Peak Villa match, which takes place in the Premier League, isn't overlooked because it's an opportunity for Peak to start to, I don't know, just ensure that they continue that winning run and keeping the pressure on Saints while Saints are otherwise occupied. Yeah, people are idle to begin due to the weather. Um, and look, Banshee away is it's a fixture that, you know, you never take for granted on paper. You'd say, look, people, I need the three points. Banshee would have fly in the ointment to St. Michael's league charge last season. Um, and with GEA coming to a close a little bit, I would imagine they'll have some players back a bit. And Banshee, and they're very... I don't know what they're going to get, but that could be could be a bit of a trick. Yeah, and we we mentioned him uh, too much, but just to, uh, over the last couple of weeks, but Town have a Tumbletown have a game home game against Tipperary Town, and you don't like to stick a must win tag on it, but it kind of has that feel of it for Tumbletown. Yeah, it, well, it, you know what? It certainly is a must not lose. Okay, I think another point on the board, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and I think you can move on with that. But I think if you lose, you know, we're getting into territory where we're having different conversations about Tumbletown over the next few weeks. I think it's a game that they certainly cannot lose. Barry, as always, many thanks for your time. Thanks for your Talk to you soon. That's Barry Ryan with news of the TSDL. Just to go over some GA results over the weekend, as you know, in the Senior Hurling Championship final replay, Kildagan 121, Thurlis Arsfield 120. In the Junior B Hurling Championship semi-final, Kappa White 112, Carrick Swan 12 points. That means Kappa White are true to their first ever Junior B Hurling Championship final when they'll take on Drummond Inch in that final, presumably next weekend. In the Junior Football quarterfinals, there was wins for Upper Church Drum Ban over Kilsheel and Kilcash 3.14 to 1.15 that one after extra time and Clamel Commercials beat Moyne on a healthy scoreline of 5.12 to 1.4 in West Tip there was wins in the under 21A football championship for Cashel over Kickhams and in the B there was wins for Sean Oak Sean Tracy's Air Oak over Clonality and in minor B wins for Kickham over Aherlow and Rockwell Rovers Rose Green over Clonality and in Mid-Tipperary the Senior Football Championship is underway there which I missed and that quarter semi-final took place and saw Upper Church defeat Drummond Inch on a scoreline of 112 to 27. That's all we've time for tonight. Ian O'Connor produced. We'll be back with you next Monday night. It was a Tuesday night because of the bank holiday but we'll be back next Monday night. Good night.